0: Hi, this is Chelsea Vale. You have found The Whole Heart Podcast, a podcast for conscious parents who want to do things differently. Parenting the Whole Heart Way is about love, connection, play, and raising our children naturally. It can get, at times, a little bit crunchy. Let's jump in. Today I'm diving into a topic that has a lot of controversy surrounding it, But uh, whether or not you agree with what you're hearing or maybe you made a different decision for your child, I want to just encourage you to stick with us. Listen to um, this episode. You may learn something that perhaps you didn't know before and it might influence your decision um, moving forward or perhaps if you're pregnant and you haven't really made your decision yet on um, this specific topic, hopefully we can help you um, with making that decision Um, if you um, or maybe on the fence about something. Hopefully, we can help you by giving you um, you know more information um, so that you can make an informed decision and trust that whatever you decide, it's best for you and your baby. And I want to say that, even though I feel very strongly um, that I've made the best decision for my children, if you've done the complete opposite of me, that's okay. There's no judgment. I think that all parents do what they believe is best for their children. And I greatly respect any parent's decision, um regardless you know whether or not it is what I did for my kids. I do respect that you made the right decision for yours. So the topic today is vaccines. And, um, this takes a lot of bravery for me to put this out there, um, in the public and say that I did not vaccinate my children and I will not vaccinate my children. This is not a decision that I made very lightly. In fact, when you have new babies, it was something very scary. I definitely went into, oh my God, am I making the right choice? Um, There was a lot of pushback from family and friends at the very beginning, but the more that I researched, the more that I learned, um, for me, it was just a decision that I thought, there's no way that I can do this um, for a variety of reasons. So I'll tell you, um, one thing that I learned from a lot of medical staff that I know, a lot of doctors, a lot of nurses, is that vaccines are actually um, highly ineffective effective. Um, A lot of people think that vaccines are effective because we don't have the diseases um, anymore that we vaccinate for. But truth be told, a lot of those diseases are just not present anymore because our hygiene has changed, our uh, public health systems have changed, um, things like that. And the diseases have actually disappeared because our bodies fight um, those diseases naturally. There are a lot of diseases that are still coming around, like, um, you know, measles is still pretty prevalent, chicken pox and things like that, but our bodies are actually designed to fight those things on their own. Um, measles can be treated, in fact, with high doses of um, vitamin C. Chickenpox um, can leave the body with a lot of fluid and rest and oatmeal bath, and there's really no long-term effects of chickenpox. Polio is something that most of us have been exposed to. Over and over again, but it doesn't affect our bodies um, the same way for all of us. In fact, you can be exposed to polio, and it just kind of leaves your body. Your body fights it. It can have like flu-like symptoms. For some people, there are detrimental effects, like you know paralysis and things like that. But that's such a small percentage of the population. That the more that I learned um, about how some of these things are, are treated, the more I realized why would I vaccinate for that? I would much rather my child. Um, fight the disease naturally and let their body build up a natural immunity to it and then they have lifelong immunity rather than with vaccines. If you vaccinate early on, there's booster shots that you get over the lifetime because a vaccine is ineffective. It only lasts for a a little bit of time and then you have to get a booster shot to um, continue to fight the vaccine versus if you allow your body to fight it naturally and get over it, then you have a lifelong immunity. I also learned um, what vaccines um, are made of and the ingredients in in vaccines. And, um, you know, I I know that I would never... Take um, a needle for, full of mercury and inject it into my child. Um, dental work is no longer done with mercury because we know that mercury in the bloodstream is bad. We're told when we're pregnant, when we have young babies, to avoid high doses of um, or high intake of mercury uh, fish like shark and, and tuna and things like that that have high mercury levels because we know that mercury is bad for the body. Yet, we're injecting our children with vaccines that are made with mercury. Um, I also would not allow my child to eat a penny or a quarter, um, or, you know, lick something metal because we know that metal is really highly toxic, um, for the system, for the body, but yet vaccines are made with metals. So, um, you know, that was kind of alarming. Formaldehyde is also another ingredient that we know is very toxic for the system. Mercury, metal, formaldehyde, preservatives, All of those things are very toxic for the body and can have long-term, lifelong negative effects on the system and can even be fatal. In some situations. Now, some people are saying, well, I was vaccinated and I'm just fine. This is true. There are a lot of people who don't necessarily have negative reactions to vaccines. Your bodies are made differently. We don't know how a vaccine is going to affect somebody, and we don't know if it is going to cause neurological deficits, if it's going to cause um, gait issues. Um, Some of the side effects of vaccines um, can be autism or autistic reactions, loss of gait, um, vision impairment, hearing loss, um, immunosuppressive disorders, um, paralysis of the face and sometimes the limbs. Um, a lot of people react with um, other issues, like perhaps it weakens the the immune system and there are higher incidences of ear infections or allergies. Food allergies are directly correlated to vaccines, which is not something that a lot of people realize, um, especially egg allergies and things like that. A lot of the um, issues and ailments that young kids have, believe it or not, are associated or, or um, directly correlated to vaccines. My children were not vaccinated. They have not had um, ear infections. They have not had sleep issues. They have not had, um, they don't have any allergies and they've, they've never been sick. A lot of my friends whose children are vaccinated get sick very frequently because what we know about vaccines is um, it's almost like imagine a computer chip going into the body and attacking a cell and teaching that cell how to fight that specific illness. But what it does is it changes the makeup of that cell so that it can't fight other things. And so perhaps your child has an immunity to measles, but it doesn't have an immunity to the flu or so forth. So then we give them the flu vaccine and then it changes those cells to fight the flu, but then now they can't fight hand, foot, mouth disease and so forth. And we end up in this sort of domino effect of a weakened immune system that we're interfering with the body's natural system and ability to fight what's, you know, coming at them. Um, Recent research actually shows that unvaccinated children are healthier than vaccinated children. And I know that's like shocking to a lot of people. Um, You can't hardly believe that, but an unvaccinated child who eats a diet high in, um, you know, nutritious foods is building their immune system to fight anything that comes at them. A child that's unvaccinated that plays outside in the dirt that doesn't have a, you know, sparkly, clean, bleached, um, home and is getting exposed to daily germs is building a natural immunity constantly. A child that's allowed to be exposed to things, um, is getting stronger, you know, by the minute because that tiny little exposure is allowing their body to fight it. And, um, I know my children had, um, a terrible case of, of it was either diarrhea or food poisoning or something when they were little. And, um, I told the doctor it had a terrible, terrible smell. And she said, oh, that's probably the rotavirus because your children were not vaccinated. And I said, well, that was only, you know, three or four days of, of diarrhea and sure it was miserable, but you know, they're perfectly fine. And she said, yeah, we vaccinate for that though, typically. And I thought, oh my gosh, you would have had me inject my child with mercury, metal, formaldehyde, human tissue." um sulfates and preservatives all of that just to save them from a few days of diarrhea and now they have a lifelong immunity to this that they caught when they were 9 or 10 months old and that's the only time that they were ever really sick and it just was so eye-opening to me that you know we've got all these diseases that if we would just allow our children to get through it, they're so much stronger for having gone through that. And we've saved their body from the exposure to all of the, you know, negative and artificial ingredients. Um, I meet a lot of children these days that, um, you know, their eyes just seem a little unfocused or their gates a little off, or, you know, the parents talk about how, you know, they can't hold mushy things or they, they don't like to be in water. They don't like to, you know, be on a trampoline or they, they scream sometimes when they hear loud noises. And we've written this off as, you know, childhood, you know, issues or sensory integration disorder, we keep giving them names, but these types of things are not normal in, in, in the fact that they haven't always been around. What we do know is that vaccines have an effect on the body in a way that makes people sensitive to things like that. It changes the body makeup. And when I learned about sort of the the number aspect of things, um, your child has, an extremely high um, chance of, of um, having an adverse reaction to a vaccine. Even if, it, if it's mild, an adverse reaction is highly likely. But the chances of catching a disease um, is very, 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 very small. An even smaller chance of having a lifelong or fatal effect from the disease. And when I looked at the numbers there, I went, it's just not a risk I'm willing to take. Now, a lot of people say, but what about school? Preschool was a little bit of a challenge because one of the first questions I ask any school is, do you accept vaccine exemption forms? So that was a little bit of a challenge. If they don't accept it, then you might lose, you know, a quality program. But for me, I just wasn't willing to to bargain with that or to go back on on my decision not to vaccinate. Um, if a school does accept vaccine exemption forms, simply go online, look up vaccine exemption, you know, and then your state and put your child's name in and your address and they'll mail you a form you sign it that you agree not to vaccinate and get it notarized and give it to the school and that's it um it's the same thing even when they start you know public school Um, that really was not, you know, a huge issue. There are some countries where they do have to be vaccinated to go to school. Um, even in those countries that they do have, sometimes they have an exemption form or, um, depending on where you come from, that's something that you can, um, work with the government on because you're not a citizen of that place. Um, when we were in Costa Rica, that was something that, uh, we met with a pediatrician about, um, because, you know, I let them know we're not vaccinated and I know that's a really big, big deal here, but it's not something that we're willing to negotiate on, um, the only other thing that I've really run into is family and friends, not necessarily understanding your decision. It's not a topic I try to dive in with people because a lot of people are, you know, like just so incredibly passionate about, they think that unvaccinated people are the, the reason that diseases are coming back. But actually when people are vaccinated, what happens is they, there's a shedding that takes place. And so there's a little bit of the, um, disease that, um, the child is, is, um, shedding after a vaccination and it's easy to send that disease back out into the public. So imagine if you're, you know, 36 years old and you haven't had your booster shots, which as adults, I don't really know any adults that's going to get their vaccination of MMR or chicken pox or measles or anything like that. And then there's a two-year-old and the two-year-old has just gotten the measles vaccine. So for a couple of days, they're shedding and they're around a 36-year-old or a 55-year-old or whatever who hasn't had a booster shot. The shedding of that vaccine is probably going to cause that adult to catch that disease. And that's how things start to spread is because we're not getting our our boosters and things like that. Versus if nobody got the vaccines, we wouldn't have these diseases. We wouldn't be spreading this back into the population. Um, Shedding is a real thing. And so children who are vaccinated are actually a threat to my children who are unvaccinated. But that's not something that I've ever worried about because since they've never been vaccinated, their immune system is strong enough that even that little bit of shedding, their body has a natural immunity or ability to fight it. So they might catch those things. It's a very, very, very small chance that they will. But even if they do, I trust that their body is strong enough to fight it. Um, With elderberry and vitamin C and fluid and rest, their bodies can get over those things and then they have a lifelong immunity. Some things for me that are kind of concerning is that, you know, when laws are passed um, regarding vaccines, it pretty much takes away um, any obligation or any legality um, for the company. They're scotch-free. When they put something out there, they're protected by the law that... They can't um suffer any consequences from any side effects or any any negative effects from their medicine. That doesn't sit well with me that they're not going to take any responsibility if something happens. There's also about twelve billion dollars um, in lawsuits from people that are claiming negative um effects of vaccines, and you know someone could say, well, yeah, that's just people that are you know money hungry or or sue happy or whatever you want to call them. It's actually not true. I've seen a lot of um information online from, you know, parents and families, they've got a video of a child, um, you know, the day of um, a vaccine and the child is running around and they're happy and they're engaged and they're walking and all of that. They get the vaccine. The very next day, the child suddenly isn't walking or they look kind of spacey or they didn't sleep. They had fever, you know, things like that. They went into epileptic shock or the seizures and vomiting, all of this that's not something that you can argue with. That is a a direct correlation and result of getting exposed to the illness, the mercury, the formaldehyde, and all of that. The way that these vaccines are made is almost inhumane. Some of these vaccines are made with um, human tissue, aborted fetal tissue. Some of the um, illnesses and things are grown on um, parts of monkeys, um, and things like that. I know it sounds completely outlandish because we're not shown this stuff in the media, but if you read up on this, if you watch some of the document, um, some of the documentaries regarding vaccines, I mean, it is just mind boggling how we grow some of these vaccines, how we make some of these vaccines and how can you possibly feel good about injecting that, into a child. I started to open my eyes to this when I worked at the children's hospital and the doctors and nurses would come around. I'm sorry, the nurses would come around and offer a flu vaccine. The doctors were always behind, you know, the counter kind of looking at me like this is not a good idea. You know, shaking their head at me like don't do it. Um, Pulling me aside. You can, you know, refuse that if you want to. And I thought, why are doctors telling me to refuse this? And why is it so hush hush? Because they've done the research. Now they get paid um, for giving out vaccines, they get a little a little cut um, a lot of times, they are told to vaccinate, they could lose their license if they tell you not to vaccinate, that doesn't sit well. There's something, you know, really, you know, strange going on if a doctor's not able to make their own decision regarding treatment and care of patients. And when a lot of them will tell you kind of on the sly, don't do it. Um, when it's coming to a, a a baby or a small child, that really was shocking to me. I remember when my babies were six months being in a pediatrician's office and I saw this woman who, um, had a young baby and like a four-year-old and her face, part of her face was drooping completely. And I overheard her saying, um, to the doctor that she was just there to get her vaccine exemption form. Approved and and I said, oh, we've decided not to vaccinate as well. Can I ask what your reasoning was for that? And she said, well, my face. And I said, well, that's strange. And I said, so it was a vaccine that you got. And she said, yes. When I was six months pregnant with this one, she pointed to her baby. She said, I was told to get the DTAP vaccine to protect the baby. And she said, almost immediately, um, the left side of my face just collapsed, and she went into facial paralysis. She had to learn to eat and drink and talk again, um, the last part of her pregnancy. And even for the first part of the baby's life, she was not, um, fully functioning because her face, half of her face was completely paralyzed. And so her four-year-old had been vaccinated, but with this baby, she had decided I'm definitely not vaccinating because our response is to, Some vaccines, depending on where they come from and how they're made, is completely different. And unfortunately, this woman's face is forever paralyzed because of the DTaP vaccine. Um, for other, other people, I had some friends that say, well, there was, you know, maybe the polio vaccine that I just went ahead and decided polio is so risky, you know, I I don't want to. And they did the polio vaccine and then now, you know, their child has immuno issues or now they're, um, allergic to, you know, shellfish or egg or something. And, um, it was not something they had an allergy to before and they know for sure once I vaccinated them, I started to see all of these issues. The changes are almost overnight for some people. And it's just not something that I wanted to risk so the only thing that we're seeing in the media really is people claiming that vaccines are causing autism and in a lot of cases they do um, it is causing autistic reactions now autism can be call- caused by a lot of different things it can be genetic it can be caused by carbon monoxide um, you know during pregnancy it can be caused by um, things that are in our you know detergents and exposure to a lot of um, you know, other things in our environment too early on that the body's not able to metabolize and it has sort of a cumulative effect, um, on the child over time. But, um, for, um, in a a lot of kids, the, um, autistic type symptoms did not show up until, um, that round of shots around 18 months or, or two years. And you know, the media tells you, well, that's just the age that we diagnose. Well, parents will say, well, for the first year and a half, they were completely fine. We didn't see anything like that. Now the child doesn't connect. Now they don't have empathy. Now they, they can't look me in the eye. They don't play the same way that they used to. And, you know, it's, it's all about the same time. It's because about 18 months or two years is when they get that big round of shots all at once. And it does have detrimental effects on a lot of children. So, um, you know, I just really encourage you, whatever decision you want to make for yourself and for your, your child, um, you know, do your research, research, both sides, what you're going to find on Google is not going to be the best information, um, really dive into, the um, research shown by medical professionals. You can find peer-reviewed journals. You can find some hush-hush articles that um, you know you, you have to really, really, really dig. But these are scientific peer-reviewed journals that are showcasing that vaccines are unavoidably unsafe. There's one article that when when I when I read that I went, oh my gosh, unavoidably unsafe. I mean, some of the side effects when it says fatality fatality is a possible side effect. You're asking me to sign off permission to give something to my child that the maker of the vaccine says possible side effect is death. And then the doctors are sitting on the other side saying, well, it's, it's fine. It doesn't really happen. Well, happens somewhere or it could happen. Otherwise it wouldn't say that a possible side effect is death um the list of side effects is just outrageous everything they 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 put on you know the the backs of these vaccines the ingredient levels and everything like that it just seems so so crazy. Just, it's just something that I can't quite wrap my brain around how a medical professional could say, okay, I'd like to give this child something that the side effect is death or food allergies or immunosuppression or frequent ear infections or, um, loss of gait. I mean, those are things that to me, they, they just are are not worth bargaining for, um, with my young children. So, um, Again, if you have not made your decision yet, I really encourage you to do your research. Research both sides. There's a great documentary called Unvaxxed, or it might be called Vaxed, Vaxxed, V-A-X-X-E-D. Vaxxed is really amazing. YouTube has some really great um, you know, information and resources. There's um, a lot of information if you were to look on just scholarly journals regarding vaccines. Um, and just do your research. And If you're going to delay vaccines, that's also recommended. If you think, well, I do want them to be vaccinated, just maybe not all up front, um, you know, that's that's probably another wise way to do it as well. Because, um, you know, we're giving our kids like 60-something vaccines now when even just 10 or 20 years ago, we were giving a third of that. And we're seeing a rise in so many other childhood illnesses and neurological diseases, and they just—it's—it's a direct correlation to vaccines. There's no arguing it. When you look at the science, when you look at the statistics um, behind these things. So, um, again, this was an information or a topic that was hard for me to really dive into. It's hard to speak out about. I've lost a lot of friends because my children were unvaccinated. People said, I just can't really get behind that decision. Or I don't want my children around your child because they're unvaccinated. And again, if that's, if that's the way that you're going to look at this, then I don't think that we should be friends because I don't judge you for vaccinated your children. And I would hope that you wouldn't judge me for not vaccinating my children because at the end of the day, we're all doing what we think is best for our child. Um, and my children are perfectly healthy and they are not a threat to anyone that they are around. They're not a threat to anyone at school. And just because they're unvaccinated doesn't mean that they're unhealthy. Um, and I've had to say that to a lot of doctors. I remember once I had the boys at an ER because they had like, he had croup or something, you know, like that. And the doctor said, wow, they've never been sick. And I said, no, this is the first time in, you know, a year and a half. And he said, gosh, and they're unvaccinated. I said, yeah, well, that's pretty good for unvaccinated. I went, No. If you were to read all the research, you would know that unvaccinated children are um, statistically healthier than vaccinated children. I can pull up the article right now and show you. Um, I have had to stop a couple of nurses and doctors before they go into what's called vaccine bullying, where the moment they find out that your child is unvaccinated, they wanna give you a bunch of research, they wanna give you a bunch of pamphlets, but all of those are designed by the makers of vaccines. All of those are one-sided and biased opinions. And I usually just put my hand up and go, I'm not interested. I've made my decision. Thank you. And leave the room. And I know some friends who are t- whose children are unvaccinated and they say the same thing. You have to just say, I'm not interested in your information. Uh, this is not a topic we're going to dive into and just cut them off at the source because um, there's really no need. This is a decision that um, I'm not going back on and I won't regret. I don't think that my children are going to catch these diseases. And if they do, I will get them the medical care that they need and allow them to, to Um, fight the disease naturally and, um, and, and get through it and have a lifelong immunity. And I feel very good um, about the decision. So it's not something that I ever really get defensive about Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you have not already subscribed, please do so wherever you get your podcast. We're available on Anchor and Spotify and Apple. I would love a five-star review from you on Apple Podcasts. That's going to help more people find the podcast. And I'd also love to hear what you like and what you don't like and what you'd like to hear more about. That's going to help um, determine the content that I move forward with. We're doing one more episode for Season 1, summing up the first year of life, and then the next Um, season will focus more on toddlerhood and preschools and I'll dive into different educational theories and philosophies and I'll be offering a lot of behavior management techniques and positive discipline which is really my foretaste there's gonna be a lot of really 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 great stuff on there so I would encourage you to subscribe so you don't miss an episode again thank you so much for finding the whole heart podcast be well